Ladies and gentlemen, for the thousands in attendance and the millions listening around the world, let's get ready for Four Corners Podcast. Not really. I Um, thought you were going to get us sued there for a minute. (laughs) I I know we have to be very careful with that. His own brother can't even do it. I know. I know that's that's what I mean. We got to be careful, but we want to welcome you all to the Four Corners podcast. I'm Shad. I'm here with Matt and Brad tonight. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good, Chad. All right, I'm Brad. doing well as well. Excellent. It is um, it's that time of year. We we know we've been talking about it, but we're kind of out of we're out of mania sign pointing season and into mania season proper. So we'll be leading into that. We're we're in the week leading up to Mania, but first, but first, there's some stuff that uh, we want to get out there first. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear what do you think. Especially, um, you know, tonight will be a great opportunity for that. Do you think we're off base? Do you think that we're we're totally out in the woods, or do you think maybe we got a point? Um, We'd love to hear from you on our various social media platforms, and we've got three of them we really go with. Isn't that right, Brad? Yep. Uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook. I almost said Twitter for some reason, even though I never <laughs> do Twitter. Um, yeah, you can find us on Facebook. It is Four Corners Podcast. It is the number four corners as a single word podcast. Uh, we usually post um, the episodes on there. You can give it a like. You can comment. You know, do the Facebooky things. Yeah. And then speaking of Twitter, right, Matt? Matt, are, Matt, are we speaking of Twitter? Oh, sorry, I had muted myself for a second. Um, <laughs> Is there that desperation where you like say something? You're like, why am I not hearing myself? Yes, I was like, oh, no. It's like, um, oh, God, I have to speak of Twitter. Yeah, we are we are actually on Twitter. We are uh, at Podcast Four Corners. That's the capital P in podcast, the number four in corners, at Podcast Four Corners. Uh, and we would like to converse with you. We would like to get your tweets. We would like to send you tweets, have you guys follow us, talk all things wrestling. And Matt would like you to know that we've only been blocked by, at most, five wrestlers so far. <laughs> I don't know that we've been blocked by anyone. You know, we're, you know, you have to I don't watch think that we're though. Controversial. You have to watch that though because you run into the vanity searchers and you'll just get blocked and you'll like from someone you've never interacted with. Oh yeah, people have like block bots or something like that. No, there's like, um, you have to watch it because it's happened to me with hockey players before. There are certain mm-hmm. people that will go on Twitter and search for their name, and though if they catch you like maybe commenting on a game or like a match and you're not saying positive things about them, even though you never interacted with them, they'll block you. Hmm. <laughs> well, well we're not we're not terribly controversial on twitter but uh we i did have a, a tweet that i sent uh I called out sort of by dave Meltzer not that long ago but that oh, was just because yeah. that was just kind of like commenting on something he had said which i felt that he was giving someone was giving conflicting information uh, sure and then um even less controversial is our instagram presence um, the handle is uh, Four Corners Podcast. That's number four word corners word podcast, all mashed together because they don't let you have spaces in your name on Instagram. And you know, you you sit down to watch the big game or the big dance or various other terms for 
Um, for for large sporting events that are are run by the NFL or the NCAA that you can't say the actual names of or else they go ballistic and sue you for that too. Um, you got to have the right shirt, you know. You got to have the right attire for it. You got to you got to be wearing something that speaks to what 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 you know resides in your heart. And I got to tell you, for me, it's going to be collar and elbow. Uh, it's the wrestling brand. Collar and elbow is high quality gear. It's made for wrestling fans by wrestlers and wrestling fans. They're great guys. They're quality shirts. Um, I have two mirror image shirts and uh, I think a circle logo shirt. I sent the guys mirror image shirts. They're soft. They're comfy. And if you use the promo code Four Corners Podcast, that's the number four, capital C and Corners, capital P and Podcast, no spaces. You can get 10% off your order from Collar and Elbow. I'm full expecting when Matt goes to uh, Matt goes to Mania, he's going to have his uh, his flannel Collar and Elbow shirt. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be actually, I think, at WrestleCon, which will be in uh, the area. I bet uh, they will. WrestleMania. I think uh, Al Snow and some of those other guys are going to be there. So I'm sure they'll have like some stuff up for purchase. So if people are in the New York area, they're there for they live in New York or they're just there for mania. Uh, definitely go to Collar and Elbow. They will have stuff. Matt, you. is Scott Steiner making an entrance next door to you or something? <laughs> oh, did you hear the sirens in the background? I heard the siren. <laughs> no, that was just Holler, Scott Steiner giving Holler a math lesson. Yeah, he's he's looking for a mic. Um, but yeah, and um, so yeah, go go by and see them. They're they're nice guys. They've they've always been real stand up, and it's quality. Okay. And um, here's the other thing. We've got Mania coming up. And, it, it, you know, Mania is always a, uh, you know, big time of year. And, you know, there's, there's, there's something that we're on the lookout for. Isn't that right, Matt? That's right. We're looking out for Epico Cologne. I'm hoping that he makes an appearance on this WrestleMania uh, card. I think yeah. there's a perfect spot for him, at least in, like, the Battle Royal Uh but honestly, like they could slide the colognes into a tag match. I think we're supposed to get a, a SmackDown tag match, right? Well, they don't even have the revival in um, a match. Hmm. Well, yeah. you could have the colognes facing the revival. They don't have to. It doesn't have to be a it's raw tag team. Yeah, challenging them. It could. Yeah, I'd love to see that too. That'd be wonderful. Um. So, Epico. We're cheering for you. We hope to see you on there. And so, as we said, we're, we're going into Mania season. There is so much stuff going on. This Mania is purported to be 70, 75 hours long, where the Andre the Giant Battle Royal is going to have 50,000 pounds of, of muscle in it, and... And Hulk Hogan's gonna body slam the the venue or something. I don't know. Well, I, it's I've, it's I've longer. Heard, I've heard tale that WrestleMania 36's pre-show actually starts um, April the 10th of this year. <laughs> that explains why we're not getting any Undertaker this year because he would have had to start walking before last WrestleMania to get to the ring. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is gonna be a big one, and then we also have to stack on everything else that's going on so we're we're just going to kind of talk through um some of the stuff that's going to happen 
and uh, you know, we're not only going to talk about what we think will happen, but we're going to talk about what we'd like to see happen, and um, and and you know, we'll, we'll try and give a, a positive spin on some stuff we think they could do. So, which one did we want to start with, guys? Um, well, I say like let's just. Why don't we throw our opinion out just looking at the card with what we've seen of the hype? Because I think that would be interesting to kind of get like when you look at the card and you think about the last like three months of TV, like what's your first thought? And I will go first saying uninspiring. Yeah. While you guys are looking at. Oh, go ahead. You guys there? Try and, and work our way through. What were you gonna say? Yeah, we're here. Okay, we're here. You ducked out for a second. Okay, sorry. Let's. Uh, let what me, were you gonna say? Let me uh, say that again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it again because I think my thing cut out. So I was gonna say yeah. like, um, I think the first word that comes to mind when I think about the card on paper with the last couple months of TV is uninspiring. Is the word that comes to mind for me? Okay. There is a lot on here. Um, we were kind of talking about this before we went uh, live for the podcast. There, we were, there's a lot on here that was basically thrown together, at least in the last like month, if not last couple weeks. Yeah, because like I'll, I'll, I will go through like the couple of matches to me that just like you're just kind of like, why is this on Mania? Like, there's really no build. Like Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Um, Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio, like Buddy Murphy and Tony Nice. Um, well, okay. Um, even like Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar because they didn't have Brock on TV until this week. Yeah. There's. Uh, go ahead, Matt, please. Uh, well, yeah, and to add to that point, uh, they couldn't really do much to prom- besides the fact that Brock is not showing up regularly on TV. Uh, I guess they could have had Paul Heyman doing stuff, but they couldn't for like the first, mm, at least like almost the entirety of February because Seth Rollins was hurt mm-hmm. and they didn't want to do anything with Seth Rollins. So well, he was hurt for most of February, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It is. I believe yeah, they said I, he had a back injury. Yeah. But God forbid you actually give like a main event push to like Finn Balor. Cause he's, you know, you know, you know what I think injury prone. What I feel yeah. <laughs> like kind of screwed this up is Fastlane. Like, I feel like if Fastlane didn't exist, it would have spared us, like, the weird turns they took with the Rousey, Charlotte, Becky feud. And, like, it wouldn't have derailed us with, like, that S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion. We, we uh, My thing about, about Fastlane is that there were a lot of guys who worked really hard on Fastlane and did some really good stuff. And my concern is it's going to take the wind out of the sails of a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we're going to do, we're going to have, you know, we had Fastlane, which, listen, let, let's be honest. If it's three weeks before Mania, it's kind of a throwaway show. It's, it's, if you're going to use it as a, because I think what lead up to Mania 14, they had in No Way Out of Texas that was real close before Mania, but it was specifically a hype show for Mania. Okay, but we didn't really have that. We just had some stuff happening. Yeah. And it's taken the wind out of the sails, I think. 
Um, you know, I look at this and I see a lot of, I see a lot of matches that, you know, can, can be very good. Like they have the potential to be very good. The downfall is that it either the the build has been lackluster, like we mentioned with Lesnar Rollins, or we're seeing retreads. Um, we're seeing stuff we've seen before, which that for for the the hype that Mania is supposed to have um, just doesn't you know doesn't make sense to me. Um, but we'll we'll dig the whole Mania card out here in a little bit. Um, we had we had uh, some other cards that we wanted to to mention, I believe, that we were going to bring up. Isn't that right? Some uh, other we shows. Do, we can do like a rundown of uh, NXT Takeover and the New Japan Ring of Honor G One if you want yeah. to. Yeah, let's. Um, I tell you what, let's start with NXT, then we'll do New Japan Ring of Honor, and then we'll come back to Mania. We'll mix it up. How's that sound? Okay. All right. So uh, the NXT card. It would probably benefit if I had that pulled up before that's, I said we were going to do that one first. That's the one I did not have up, actually. Yeah. Okay. That's. I think I have that now. Um, yeah, April 5th, 2019. So, the NXT TakeOver has... It's got a benefit to it in that they, they keep their shows... They don't stack it up with, with lots and lots of matches. No, but this, so, this one got kind of messed up because of... Um, Champa getting hurt and um that's that's true um well okay so we'll we'll start down the list the the first one that i have on the card here is going to, is uh listed as the war raiders versus alistair black and ricochet for the nxt tag team championship uh this one will be really good i war raiders are um War Raiders are an underrated working tag team. Like they have some agility to them, and I think this will be um, an interesting mix of guys. Yeah, I'm still I'm still kind of thrown off by the whole Alistair Black Ricochet makeshift tag team, um, but they're both really talented guys. And this is going to be it, this is actually going to be a really good match. Like I'm I am excited for this. I would say this has. Um, this has a sneaky potential to be the best WWE match of the weekend. I um just just for for the for giggles um a couple of weeks ago the the local comic con in my area I went to and they had a wrestling uh, trivia panel, which um well. Uh, the, this was this was one of the questions that I, I buzzed in for and got first, or it, it it played into it as a reminder of of the current NXT Tag Team Champion. So I buzzed in and started laughing. And one of the guys looked at the other, and he went, "You know, he's right." <laughs> and because uh, the the other guy hadn't updated his spreadsheet, um, War Raiders and Alistair, the the Black Ricochet Tag Team, I. I enjoy because it's it's basically the the two guys get to you got these two guys together, they get to do cool stuff, and when you put the two of them together, you're pretty sure we're going to get to see them on a show. So, I'm 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 okay with it. Um, you know, it does feel a little stitched together, but I, I'm okay with it. They they are um they are a 
the War Raiders were a team that Ring of Honor frustratingly missed with when they had them. Like, they just did not use them right. Were they known as the War Raiders then? No, they were War Machine. Okay. But they were kind of like a second tier tag team there where they should have been like a dominating um dominating like top level team. So in in the recent months, um I haven't gotten to watch as much. I I can't for the last 5 or 6 months. I can't think of what might have gotten in my way. But uh what would you say is going to separate separates War Raiders from uh heavy machinery? They don't what, suck. What's Okay, <laughs> Brad. I, I appreciate play. I appreciate how you mince words whenever you're building to a um, point. Let me just say, like, out of all the live wrestling, they are probably in two of the top five matches I've ever seen live. They are working with good workers, but they can hold up their end. They're great brawlers. They have agility. They um, they know how to sell. They um. They just know how to work, and they can do some like crazy shit for their size. They had a what I thought was a really good outing in the uh, the war games too. That was a lot of fun to watch. See, my problem with I, I know people like heavy machinery, but to me, heavy machinery really doesn't have like they don't have a presence which the war raiders have, and I just feel like they're mediocre. Whereas Hanson and Roe just they. They just they they're big guys, but they know how to work. Like it's, mm-hmm. and they have yeah, personality you, too. You, you like I said, you saw that in the war games. That was really cool to see. Um, well, I mean, you're like, oh, these are the the big guys for the babyface team, and then they're doing some, um, uh, some some crazy stuff. So, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun to watch. It was a it was. Yeah, that that's what I'll hold up as as a good example for him, I guess, and from my experience. Um, and then the next match is one that I believe the three of us are kind of rubbing our hands and going, "Oh, this this is this is going to be exciting in perhaps a, a, a cringe-inducing sort of way." Is going to be the Bruiserweight Pete Dunn versus <clears throat> Walter. I'm just excited for this uh, because for the UK title. I'm just excited for this because I don't have anything against Pete Dune, but Jesus Christ, like get the fucking belt off of him already. Like it's getting old. <laughs> I, I feel like they're I, I, I think he's gonna lose. I think that's the purpose of this is kinda to establish Walter. Yeah. Uh, as like a, a force. I'm really excited about this. I hope they give this at least like ten minutes or so to for these guys to really show what they can do. They uh, they tend to give Pete Dune title defenses a lot of times, so I think you might see this get like 20-ish minutes. I'm not going to complain about that one, one iota. I think this could be a really fun spectacle to watch. It, there's just... It would be, you know, fascinating and lots of fun to see what happens. He, um, he kind of fascinates me because he's when he started off... Uh, with them he was clearly like a heel and i don't know if his character really like changed it's just that people just kind of i think he just kind of got over just for being like just really talented people started cheering him well let's let's be honest walter is is everything about him screams heel right i mean 
for God's sakes, you look at the names of some of the tag teams he's been in. This guy is a big, nasty, brutish heel, and yet he's just got this aura about just kicking ass that people cheer him. And I don't, you know, I don't know what to say except yeah, he he's supposed to be a heel. It's pretty obvious, but he ain't. He doesn't do really heelish things though. He's just an ass kicker. Like he doesn't, he doesn't like necessarily <laughs> cheat or anything. He just beats people to with an inch of their life. And um, but that that in itself is is typically a heel characteristic. If you just just beat the living fire out of somebody. That's usually a heel. Uh, that's usually a heel thing. Uh, you get some. Um, you get some uh, exceptions. You know, Goldberg was kind of an exception to that. Except Goldberg just ran you over. It makes Walter look like he just he enjoys beating on you. He's, and so that's that's where I'm getting this from. He's also kind of a unique. Um unique act in the wwe so and usually like if you're unique you get cheered Mm. even if Mm -hmm. you're being heelish because even like remember rusev like in his initial run like and he was starting to get cheers yeah because you know he was doing good stuff yeah and then he got to come out at wrestlemania in a tank how cool is that Mm -hmm. i forgot about the tank (laughs) And it was weird because it's a tank, so it's going to be big. But the other side to it is Rusev's like sitting like in the top of it, like you know, he's he's kind of like an old GI Joe toy. So it's just like his torso out of the top of it with his flag holding the title, and it made the tank look smaller to have Rusev like that. Rusev was also one of the best characters on South Paul Regional Wrestling. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> I think um, he was big Bartholomew, right? Yeah, and um, but my favorite was um, Tyler Breeze is like the evil real estate guy. Listen, Tyler Breeze and Fandango are forever in my good book because the Fashion Files cracked me the hell up. Yeah, it's two dudes who actually got really over doing that. Yeah, and it, yeah, and and I, I laughed myself sick. Not even kidding at their Twin Peaks parody. Mm-hmm. And and at Tyler Breeze staring at, at the Ascension and Fandango with like the strobe light on them and and Connor or Victor one is like pouring maple syrup on a log and the other and I can't remember what they're all doing, but he's screaming, No more symbolism. It's too much symbolism. No more symbolism. It's too much symbol because I enjoyed watching Twin Peaks, but sooner or later it gets to a point when you're like, what exactly in the hell is going on? And to have them do that just hit the nail right on the head, and it was perfect. Um, so that's a way of, of saying that the fashion police are just like Walter, kind of. I think that's where that that's where we were going, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> you heard it here first, Walter in the fashion pl- Walter in the fashion police, only on the Four Corners podcast. I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not disliking this. I I want to see where this goes. I'm tentatively excited. So then we have um, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. 
is oh, for sorry, the still... two out of three falls for the vacant NXT championship. I think the uh, bummer to this one is that I think we all know that Adam Cole's going to win the title and Gargano really never got his moment in NXT. Do you think that this is going to Gargano is going to get called up from here? Well, he's, he's technically like kind been of a, called it, up. It, yeah, that's yeah. true. What are they going to do with him though? Because they're packaging him with Champa, which had own issues because they were feuding. But I, who knows? I, I would guess a year. I'm going to say like 205 live. What happened to Champa anyway? Like, what was the, what was the injury? I don't know what the injury is, but he definitely had neck surgery. Oh. Yeah. Um, he posted something. He posted something it. in the last. He posted something last week uh, on Twitter, which basically said it was really like a kind of like a, a sad comment. But he, he's basically saying like if he can come back, which I let's assume that he will. I guess his physicians have already told him that he's on borrowed time. Well, which, I mean, I mean, he had that serious, serious knee injury. I mean, you figure even if he comes back from this neck injury, like he's he's literally probably one more injury from being done. Yeah, I mean, he, he's again, he's he says like his physicians have told him he's on borrowed time, but I mean, he's let me look up how old he is. He's in his 30s, I think. He's oh my god, he's so much younger than I thought he was. He's 33. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, I guess I was thrown off by the gray in his beard, but he's 33, which isn't that old. But uh, I mean, anytime you're having cervical surgery, yeah, your your professional career, if you're in, a, especially in you're in some sort of contact sport, it's definitely going to be diminished by that. Because it yeah. cause usually, like when you start having that, it starts affecting the areas around it. So like, it's kind of like a cascading mm-hmm. like, right. yeah, more shit's gonna go wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think anyone's pinpointed when the particular injury happened. Have they? No, it's hard to yeah. tell. I, yeah. I will say though that I am super excited for Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle. Yeah, I'm. Uh, just to to close up, I guess Gargano Cole. I I remain like not sold on Cole. I just there, there's something about him like I just have never. I've never got into it. The problem is, is like, um, the problem I have with Cole is like, his gimmick was funny at first, like the Adam Cole baby. It was just him being like an idiot. And it was kind of like ironically fun and stupid. And it's become like, it's become like unironic and people thinking it's cool. And then it's kind of lost its, um, it's kind of lost its impact from that. Mm-hmm. So, mm. it, it Adam Cole is. I'm trying to put my finger on it. it it's uh, he reminds me. I, I now I know what he, he kind of reminds me of. And this is bear with me on this. This might be a little bit weird, but he kind of reminds me of Mike Sanders. Um, in that he the the leader of this heel faction, and he's got personality. And yet, just not quite everything. He's better in situations like PWG where he can be, like, unfiltered himself. Yeah. And it works better, whereas um, he can't quite do that in other arenas. And 
when he's not being totally himself, like when he's not just being like a goofball with like the young bucks, he's not as interesting. Okay. Like when he's in like a six man and he puts a guy in a camel clutch and the bucks like run the ropes like six times and then they stop and kiss him on the cheek. Like that stuff's like <laughs> when he's funny. Um, like I say, he, he, he makes me think of, um, he makes me think of, of Mike Sanders. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I feel like that they're going to kind of probably play out at about the same point that does that follow for anybody? Yeah. And I think it hurts him like with guys with a lot of people is I think a lot of his, um, his big singles matches at NXT have kind of like just missed the mark a little bit. And I think that, um, cause like think about his, his match with Ricochet and how that kind of missed. And, um, what was the other it, it, one? I know exactly what you mean. They're they're technically good, but I just I don't have like an emotional connection to it. Yeah, it's like and, and yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but to clarify that it's it's like you can watch even if you don't care for like two particular guys, or you're not really like familiar with two particular guys. You can watch a really good match and kind of mark out like, oh, this is a really great match. I'm really like excited about this, but I, I don't. To me, that's like I—I I, I have not seen an Adam Cole match where I'm—I feel that way. Where I'm like, oh, I'm like into this, and Adam Cole is a big contributing factor to it. Yeah, like I can watch like a Tomohiro Ishii match where I've never understood a single word that's ever come out of his mouth, but I've had more emotional investment in like, <laughs> like just like him and Minoru Suzuki, just like just deciding like they're gonna get in a pissing match and just beat each other senseless like i've had more emotional investment in like something like that so i see what you're saying that's funny because like ishii has no he he doesn't have a lot of charisma in the sense that you would think his his persona which might just be him is that he's just like a a badass um but it resonates and when you watch one of his matches it's like it comes across and you kind of get into it because it's like this little dude is like this little football shaped dude is what I call him. Yeah, it's just <laughs> hard ass. And then when he like throws a Larry, or he's like headbutting a guy, you're like you're you're into it. You're like, whoa, I, I'm I'm in. I bought into it. Um, and uh, Minoru Suzuki, like he's on a different level. Like he actually is tremendously charismatic. Um, but yeah, like you watch one of their matches and you you get into it. But I don't know, like Cold is. He doesn't do it for me. Yeah. And I, I feel bad saying that because like, I don't dislike the guy. I have nothing against the guy. He's he's talented. Um, I could see them putting the title on him. I don't... I, I'm a little concerned because I don't know what they're going to do with Gargano. Like, 205 Live, like, that's... That's a death slot. It's a death slot. And I think he's way too talented for that. I think if you're going to give a guy like Mustafa Ali, who... no No not taking anything away from him. Like he is a very talented guy. I'm glad they brought him with SmackDown, but I would not rate even Ali as, as good as Gargano either in the ring or in terms of like connecting with the crowd. So if you're going to like, let bring Ali up from the death spot, like what are you going to do? You're going to stick Gargano there. The problem is that they have like, they have this issue with a lot of guys like Andrade, like he's stuck in mid card hell and he should be, He's been like one of the. He's been like top three workers in the company this year. 
I think Andrade's been getting a stealth push. That's the way I look at it, is that Andrade is getting this, like, you're working with really good people, you're getting noticed, you know, we're we're showing that you belong, that you can hang in this sort of thing. And so while it's not being like, you know, Andrade is is, you know, the United States champion or anything right now, it has been established that he he can hang and that he belongs there. That's that's how I see it. I think the problem they have though is they have a really hard time um transitioning guys from that to actually being a top level guy. Like Rusev, they've never that's- successfully like navigated him. To that. Yeah, well, I mean, they get people right there, and then they chicken out on it. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's my. Uh, hello, Pips has come to join us uh, for the first time in this podcast. Meowsher Schmitz. Um, yes, Pips Meowsher Schmitz is here. So I, I think Andrade is getting like a, a a less upfront version of the Rusev push, and we'll see if they they pull the trigger on it. That's that's an interesting way to put it. Like I I feel like I kind of agree with you. So, I, I like I, to see where that goes. I would love to see him given a really good push. Oh yeah, he's, they, he's like a sleeper because he's really actually talented. He, he's look super talented in the ring, but I think as an act with him and Vega, like they could do a lot more with him. Uh, but it's kind of getting that that same issue that they have where they have so many people on the roster, they have no idea what to do with them. And they right. they don't have enough creativity with like the top of the card. Yeah, sooner or later they're going to have to get more creativity on the top of the card because they're they're sooner or later John Cena is finally just going to be like I'm out, and there's going to be other people. You know, sooner or later Randy Orton's just he's going to fall apart. This uh, AJ is going to get to a point where he says, you know, I'm I'm just I'm ready to hang it up, and then they're going to panic because they're going to be like, oh God, what do we do? And it's. They're, you're going to be in this. Well, what are we? Uh, you know, what are we looking at? And it's like, well, I guess we could start. It's going to happen, and, and I don't think it's going to be in the in the 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 distant future. I don't think we're going to be in this spot where it's like, oh, Chris Masters debuted last week. We're going to push him to the top of the card. I I, I would like to believe that they're. They've got these guys in this spot where they'd be ready to go. It's just, I, I think Vince is developing booking ADD. This is what so. this is what I would do with Andrade. I would have him win Money in the Bank. I would have him hmm. cash in by jumping to Raw and beating Seth Rollins for the title, and then I would have Roman challenge him and have Selena Vega keep costing him matches and lead into Hell in a Cell, Andrade versus Roman Reigns. That would be really interesting, because mm-hmm. we get to we get to go back to the dynamic that Roman had with AJ of the guy who's who's faster and more technical, whereas Roman's trying to land that one big punch in order to to knock him down and get a hold of him. That'd be a fun dynamic, and that would actually be like a different act for Roman to play off of, and it would be fresh. Yeah, and I, I could get behind that. Andrade versus Rollins, like in some kind of rematches on TV, would be good. Like it's kind of win-win for everyone. Yeah, I can get behind that. All right. Um. So, but 
the the thing is where where's Gargano go? And the thing that scares me about Gargano being called up, I can sum up in one word: um, sanity. Ugh. I know, right? What? So whatever happened to them? Well, I mean, like, I don't even. I don't even think like EC3 is officially on a brand yet, and he's been up for months. Yeah, so um, sanity is the example that I use. They, uh, sorry to cut you off. That's okay. Oh, they they brought up, they brought up Nikki Cross, right? And I has yeah. she even has she even who's seen her in like the last two months? I don't they, know. She, she was the match? only one. She was the only one. Okay, so those are our Gargano fears. I was going to say, it's weird with Nikki Cross because... the hope that that Triple H will be like... It's weird with Nikki Cross, too, because she was really over at the Rumble, and they've done nothing with her. Yeah, yeah. So my hope is that Gargano coming up has Triple H in his corner backing him to the hilt, and and that keeps the, the... stagnation from setting in they need like a. I know they don't need another belt but they really need like a tv title for guys like him so they can just wrestle on tv every week as as much as we we could yeah and and have criticized wcw in the past i feel like the tv title was an excellent thing to have because it was it was a stepping stone into bigger things for guys or it was a good way to test water out for a lot of guys. So, yeah, it, it would be nice, um, but that's anyway. Um, I'm going to move us on to the next match on the card. <laughs> so Velveteen and Matt Riddle, which I think that'll be good. Um, we've talked about Velveteen on this show a lot. Like I think all of us are super high on him as a person, and um, mm-hmm. Matt Riddle's always fun. So I think this will be interesting. This will be a good match. I I kind of don't want them to take the title off Dream just yet. So I hope they don't. Right. But I don't know. I, I hope they don't because it honest it it's like he just got it and for him well, to lose it all. It. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was it? What like January. three four weeks ago? Okay, January. And NXT does not typically hot shot titles. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to call Velveteen up, though. Oh, see, I, no. I kind of don't want that yet. No, I mean, not he's yet. Been in, he's been in NXT for a while, but I still feel... He needs some work. I, yeah, I agree, um, but he's getting there. He's actually improving a lot, and I think having him have this kind of secondary title, I think uh, we've talked about how, like, the title's kind of... Why do they even need the title? It's kind of, like, superfluous. But I, in a weird way, I actually feel he could elevate the title. Yeah. It seems to uh, have so a I, place with him. Is Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see him, like, have the title for a little bit, like, work guys, like, improve and build up that title. Maybe then have him, like, challenge for the NXT title. Uh, and at that point, if he's progressed to a certain level, you could even, you can even have him lose in trying to get that title yeah. and, and bring him up but he would have been a little more established. So I, I kind of, I still think he should, he should stay on NXT for a while. I look, this is kind of like it. We could talk at length about this. This is a, an, an overarching problem that they have. Like you talk about sanity. It's like they're, they're bringing guys up 
and then have nothing to do like for them. Yeah. Like I, authors of pain were a big deal in mm-hmm. NXT and they've pretty much disappeared. I know one of them got surgery, but well, they kind of, they, that got torpedoed because LRN didn't want to. Yeah. But again, roster. like they could, they could do a lot. They could still do stuff with them. Oh yeah. They really uh, that, they, that could be easily done, but they really need like a writer's summit where they go through like every single person on the roster and like branch out like the next three or four months for them. Yeah, they they uh, this this would play into something I've advocated for before, but they need a little bit of an off season in order to 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 sharpen up, but. That doesn't really fit in the current business model. No, it does so, not. So no. then we have uh, a four-way women's title match: uh, Basler, Shirai, Belair, and Sane. Which I think this will be really good because Shirai and Sane are world-class level workers. I'm I'm really, really looking forward to seeing. Um, to seeing this because I think it'll be really good. Yeah, I think this will be really good. Um, it's probably going to, I would say this will be better than Rousey, Becky and Charlotte. Hmm. Potentially. Um, just, just from the, the, the skill that could be involved. Um, I, I'm going to be real curious to see what happens. And this, but uh, I'm looking forward to watching this. This is Friday, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's Friday. Okay, cool. So I have to remember to watch this Friday. Though. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so okay. then... It's, it's the same... Daggone it. It's the same day that Shazam opens. Well, so <laughs> oh, is that this like, weekend? Yes. Oh, oh, they're killing me. That actually looks oh. good. I was shocked. Oh, that... yeah. We'll we'll dive dive into this later, but I'm happy that my guy's finally getting a movie, and it looks like it's going to be good. And I'll save the rant for later. <laughs> so then, <laughs> so then, is is um is MS, so MSG Saturday night? So Saturday night we get the Ring of Honor G1 Supercard, and I believe Matt is going to this. I am going to this. So I have to say, like, even without the um. Bullet Club guys, they managed to put together a fairly interesting card. Um, I'm a little nervous because there is scheduled to be 11 matches, and this starts at 7:30. And I think if they're trying to televise this, you know how the union rules go. Oh, I think they need yeah. to be wrapping up by like by like mm-hmm. midnight, maybe. No, it's 11 uh, because so that- I think um. 11? I think yeah, Dana cool. White said that they went like 15 minutes over at like the UFC at MSG and it cost them like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I don't once know. It, once it rolls over that point, then um, the the union overtime starts kicking in. Look, the the start time of this is allegedly 7.30. Um, maybe there's going to be some short matches. Maybe it's I, midnight. I thought they were going... Maybe it's midnight. I thought they were going to midnight. If they're not going to... It, regardless like 11 it's 11 matches yeah um honestly i feel like there's a couple that could easily be cut but i th- it, yeah it i agree with that because like 
Like, Mayu Iwatani versus Kelly Klein, like, who gives a shit? I mean, Iwatani's really good, but who gives a shit about Kelly Klein? They won't cut that because that's for their women's title, and they want yeah, to yeah. try and do something with that, even though uh, for all the issues, and we'll talk about them later with, like, the WWE's women's di- division, like, it's pretty established. Uh, AEW hasn't even started yet, really. Uh, but they're kind of forming an, uh, an interesting women's division. So the Ring of Honor is trying to like years late do that. So they won't cut that. But I agree with you. It's not like that's not a match I like care about. That's yeah. I will. No, no, offense, no offense to those two. I, I don't mean to say this, but that's almost like that's like a restroom rake match. Yeah. I will say like the match that jumps out to me from this whole card is Naito versus Ibushi. Yes. I'm actually very excited about that match. And um, oh, and that's for that's actually for the uh, the Intercontinental Championship. Yep, yep. And um, yeah. I would say Saber versus Tanahashi is also interesting. Uh oh, yeah, that's on there too. Yeah, yeah that that should be interesting. That that'll be a good match. And it looks like uh, what we were talking about on that dark match episode with JY and Okada could come true mm-hmm. on this. It could come true. Uh, I feel, I, I kind of want I want White to hold it a little longer. They have established that he's beaten Okada. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a pretty good match, though. Um. I'd, I'd like to, to pose a couple of questions about the rest of the card and see what you guys think. But um, I'm looking at this, and uh, there's there's two two matches on this card that don't, at least from just the, the card itself, does not seem to have a... Um, doesn't seem to have a whole lot on the line. So the Rush-Dalton-Castle is just a singles match. What's going on with that one? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a match to me Like they could easily cut. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I haven't gotten to watch much uh, Ring of Honor, but I saw Dalton Castle, and I was very entertained by him. He's, um, so. Dalton Castle is someone that you should see wrestle live at least once in your life just because he's insanely strong, and you don't appreciate mm-hmm. it on TV until... You go to a show and realize he's deadlifting 250-pound guys like they're nothing. Yeah. The other one on the card that doesn't seem to have a whole lot is uh, Bully Ray versus Juice Robinson in a New York City street fight match. Um, That one, Juice has his stable, and Bully Ray's kind of like this authority figure guy, so... I Hmm. I haven't seen a lot of TV lately, but I'm imagining they've had TV build up for that. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of have heard, like, I, I think no. no <laughs> there isn't a lot no. of build-up. Really? Like, <laughs> I, I think, it, yeah, I don't, well, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of the TV lately, but I, I kind of don't feel like they have. I, the, but. It, with it being a street fight, I would figure, and where, like, Juice and Bully are positioned, I would have figured they would have had some build for it. The, oh, man. The problem, is sh- that- the problem, Shad, is, is the TV, their TV is horribly boring, and um, yeah. it looks like crap, and it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to invest yourself to watch it weekly because you can literally miss like a month and not miss anything. 
Right. I am hoping that, um, well, not hoping. I'll tell you the last time, the last Ring of Honor TV I watched was the one where Colt Cabana turned on Dalton Castle. That's how far back it was. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty far back. And even that, aside from from Cabana and Castle, I was not terrifically entertained. But I did start tracking how many times I saw Jay Lethal um, hawking knee braces in the commercials that would run during the oh, breaks. They're, they're, they have some of the worst commercials ever. They do. I also noticed this card has... Um, when I'm going to dub Dave Melcher's favorite match of the weekend on it. Is that the Osprey? Uh, Osprey Cobb. Yeah, Osprey Cobb. Uh, see, I don't know that will be his favorite because uh, while Jeff Cobb is tremendously talented, he can't do enough like flippy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and there's there's a Will... If, if it was... Go ahead. There's a Will Osprey versus Bandito match on the, one of the WrestleCon shows, so that... Yeah, one, that'll be his favorite. Yeah. That'll, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. If it if uh, if Will Osprey on uh, this card was taking on uh, Dragon Lee Rush, maybe yeah, Dragon Lee, that would be uh, that would instantly Melter would give that uh, just pencil in eight stars for that yeah. at least eight eight stars and a new pair of pants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or if you, or if you got like Osprey versus Bushi. Oh yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> so overall, um, I. Just just based on what's on it, how are your expectations for this card? What are you expecting this be big stuff? I mean, what's your what's your floor, what's your ceiling on what you expect? I expect Naito and Ibushi to be uh match of the year candidate level. I expect Saber Tanahashi to be good. I expect um Ishimori, Dragon Lee, and Bandito to be good, and I expect mm-hmm. um White Nokata to be acceptable, leaning into good, and I expect Cobb and Osprey to be good. So I would say, coming out of this, I expect this to be a bloated but good card. Yeah, there's some there's some fat that could have been trimmed off this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is stuff I'm excited about. The Osprey Cobb match I think will be really good. Uh, I think the Junior. Uh, match will be pretty entertaining i'm actually really curious about the the tag title match it's like winner take all iwgt uh tag teams versus ring of honor tag teams uh it's just a weird mix of people because you have gorillas of destiny who are they're fine they're pretty they're decent uh versus pco and brody king who were the ring of honor championship uh, tag team champions like that's that's going to be a weird like mix. And then you have the Briscoes, who are good, um, but then you have Evil and Sonata, who are great. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. I imagine PCO will die for everyone's sins. <laughs> yes, he will. He will. He will kill himself almost uh, five times, no less than five times in this match. Uh, I'm not excited at all about the ring of honor championship match i could i could care less because oh, I, oh look apparently it's let's go ahead sorry i was gonna say like i'm not i'm not really a fan of any of the guys in that so yeah it's apparently uh a ladder match look i'm not uh i like marty scroll um i'm not really a fan of matt taven but i will take either one of them over jay lethal jay yeah. lethal can we just just in this 
it hostage situation that is the it really Jay Lethal. it really speaks poorly though of how their relationship with New Japan is, is gone. That their world title match is probably should probably be positioned fourth from the top on the card. Yeah, honestly, like this, that to me, that would be a, as much of a piss break match as the Iwatani Klein match. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I just I'm, I'm not excited about it because, yeah. No, because even like if you kind of like scroll, like he's not really built for ladder matches. No. And I wouldn't really, th- I don't really think Taven is either. Like this is not who I'd put in a ladder match. I'm kind of, I'm really. It, it puzzles me the, the Matt Taven push, but that's kind of like a separate issue. I mean, they don't have anyone else, honestly. Uh, that that is that's really the sad fact. I mean, I would honestly even hot shot. They're kind of new to the company, but I would really actually change it up and just hot shot someone like Rush or Bandito to the, to the title. I would have. I would have hot shotted. Um... I would have hot shot a Jeff Cobb or a PCO, honestly. Uh, I don't know about PCO, but Cobb, I would have. I would have done PCO for like a couple months just because it would have gotten you some. It would have gotten you some looks from the curious. They're in a weird position, but I feel like they're doing like an old school booking with Cobb because I actually do fully believe that they will they will move Cobb up into the main event or the the world title. Uh, picture there and he will be champion I feel like they're kind of like slow burning him for that which it's like you should just you should just pull the trigger you just make him the champion because like, he would he would have good matches yeah. and he'd be actually far more compelling honestly Juice Robinson I'd even put the belt on him yeah I mean if you could have him work uh, if he could sign if that doesn't coincide or conflict with his uh New Japan matches, yeah, why not? He's he's a really talented guy. He's over. He would work too. Yeah, and he's got he's got star power, unlike a lot of the guys on their roster does. Yeah, like he's got a lot of charisma. Yeah, but like I said, I think I think it will be it's going to be a bloated but good card. Yeah, and again, uh, just to, to finalize it, the one thing beyond all the good matches, I think uh, Naito Ibushi will be the best match on this show, potentially the best match of the weekend. Like you said, maybe a match of the year contender. Um, I'm excited about the Honor Rumble, uh, just because just, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger will be in that, and this is probably the one and only time I will see him wrestle live. So, oh, wow, You're yeah. going to get the cheeseburger in that match, too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably, but I, I'll take what I can get just to finally and see probably, Liger live. Probably the Beer City Bruiser. Oh, you you cut out. What were you saying? Oh, I said and probably the Beer City Bruiser. I lost you there, man. Uh, the Beer City Bruiser. You cut out like a lot. Oh, yeah. I said. Uh, I said. Oh, Beer the, City Bruiser. Yeah. Okay. Probably Silas Young too. He's fun live. I, I have to admit that um, the uh, Liger hanging it up is this this odd thing for me because you're in, I'm in this spot where it's like Liger's always been working for as long as I've been paying attention. Like Liger's always been there, and now I'm like, um, can can he do that? Is he allowed to do that? He really doesn't yeah. wrestle much now, honestly. So, 
How old yeah, is I he? I want to see. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to say he's old enough to hang it up. F- 54. It's, yeah, he's definitely old enough to hang it up. He's been wrestling since 1984. Man. That's... I bet he... I saw an interview with Kevin Nash that said it takes him 45 minutes to get out of bed every morning. I bet it takes Liger more than that. You know, I... I bet I bet not because Liger's got that weird body, and I think that is why he's had such longevity. Can you please define that weird body? He's very bottom heavy. If you've ever seen him, like his legs are kind of stumpy, but like it looks like a lot of his weight's like in his butt and in his like upper legs. So he's kind of got the Foley body a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Like he's he's really weird. If you ever like just kind of analyze his body, and I kind of wonder if that's why he's lasted so long, just because he's like oddly shaped. Maybe that would probably disperse impact better. Because he's really, but, uh, I mean, he's 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 gone more like conservative as he's gotten older. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's helped, and especially like it helped Mudo a lot because. When he started getting injured, he switched his style up a lot, so I, that might have a lot to do with it too. But well, that that's that's smart of him to do then. So okay, um, from there, I, I think we can move on to the the mania card. Yeah, and then after the after the mania card as a as a as a stinger, I'll I'll relay some, I'll tell some story quick stories about. Uh, uh, couple of weekends ago but we'll go into mania right now um do we wanna, i don't know do we want to go from the top or do we want to like lead up to the top um i was gonna lead up to the top but the the card i have in front of me i'm not sure if it is a uh i'm not sure if if it's laid out in the way it's going to be on the show like the wikipedia thing yeah they always go weird yeah, that's what I thought. So, uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna work my way up from the bottom of that list. So that'll that'll give us some variety at least. Yeah. Okay. Um, women's battle royal for the women's battle royal trophy. They've already named a bunch of things after Mae Young, so it's not like they can name it after anybody else. This is they're not gonna. This is the battle royal formerly named after. A certain uh, pimp that will go unnamed on this show. Right. Wow. It's not like they can they can name it after Wendy Richter or anything like that. So they should have uh, this... done the Mildred Burke Memorial Battle Royal since you know she wasn't a piece of shit. So yeah, this is the getting getting a bunch of the women in onto the show so they can get the Mania payday. I'm pretty um, sure Oscar's match. gonna win this. She better. Well, consider they have nothing else for her. Yeah. So yeah, Oscar should win this. Um, that that would be because they just went through all this trouble of building her up. They better protect her. You know what you know, pisses this, me this, off this, about they, this is they finally got her back over the hump just to job her to Charlotte. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll we'll go down that road. Now, the next one on the Wikipedia thing, and I don't think this is where it's going to be on the card, but we have um, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. I want to take a moment to 
admit something uh, about this. I will admit that I believe that my uh, original opinion on this was at least partially wrong in how they've been in how they built this. Yes, right after Elimination Chamber, we had um, you know Kofi's crazy over, but they didn't want to just. You know, they. This is again the problem with fast lane. Is instead of straight build the mania, we had to have this speed bump on the way to carry the metaphor on. But after that, they're doing this thing about is Kofi going to go to mania? Is Kofi going to go to mania? Of course he is. You don't have anything else lined up. But in the meantime, Kofi runs another gauntlet. Um, Biggie and uh, Xavier run a gauntlet on Kofi's behalf. We get this really. We get this story about these this this group of three guys supporting each other and supporting this one guy to to go for the big prize. My that feud has felt more like the New Day versus Vince McMahon than Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that's true. But it, uh, they, I, I will say that they have done uh, a lot of work. Even if they've kind of overused the gauntlet thing, they've done a lot of work in order to build momentum into this. Uh, this is a this particular match is probably the match that my wife, who's not really a wrestling fan, <laughs> but uh, she's probably excited for this match the most uh, because she likes the New Day a lot. Um, Although she refers to them as the Bootios, that's her. <laughs> that's how she knows them. Uh, but she's excited enough about this that, again, she's not a wrestling fan, even though she's apparently signed up to do eight hours of WrestleMania this year for <laughs> for the show with me. Um, you 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 do something nice for your woman after this coming week. Oh, absolutely! I'll have to pamper her in some fashion, but. Uh, she she's excited about this match, and she actually, uh, while we're there, uh, hopefully we'll have time to go to, uh, I guess, WrestleMania Access, uh, because she wants the they have a a New Day T-shirt for WrestleMania where it's like it's it's done like in their kind of cartoonish style, but it's them like on a boat looking at the Statue of Liberty, like mm-hmm. she's all in, like she's. That actually might be what she wears to WrestleMania, and we we have like some uh, the unicorn hats. Yeah, I have, she's already said she's already said she's going to bring that. One, wear, one so of she's the excited for this match. one of the only WWE shirts I've bought in the last decade is the New Day shirt of them riding the blind unicorn. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my wife, uh, my wife firmly believes in hashtag Kofi Mania. Okay, so I'm kind of with you, Shad. Like I feel like. There's a couple things here. I I think we were all right to doubt them because they usually screw this up, but I also feel like we weren't totally wrong because I do feel like I feel like they got to the right place, but they did wrong things to get there. It, I, I'm I'm of the opinion like some of it's a little wrong, but on the other hand, what's what's intriguing to me about this is the fact that this story is not Daniel Bryan trying to keep the baby face down. This story has become 
about the triumph of the babyface. That's that's what the story is. This is about Kofi's journey and triumph. And so and it just so happens that one of the best heels of the company is at the end of this journey, which just it makes it better. Yeah, maybe maybe there might have been some stuff I could do better, but to be honest with you, um, I'm not going to complain about it because it got us there, and it got us there in a way that is going to have a <clears throat> damn well better have a big emotional payoff. Um, so, uh, in a, in in the vein, at least for the mania stuff of what we think will happen and what we want to happen. Honest to God, on this match for me, I think they're the same thing. What I want, I want to see. Yes, Daniel Bryan's been killing it as a heel. It's been amazing. But what uh, I, I I can't see them have this build and as over as Kofi is, and not give him the nod if, at Mania. If, if Kofi loses this match, the crowd is going to die and not come back. I'm concerned the crowd's going to set the building on fire, to be honest with you. I have a tinfoil hat theory that the the sustainable title was Daniel Bryan's like funny, you know, funny haha gimmick to get to get this gimmick really over that is going to serve for the new SmackDown title to match the universal title in that it's the title on a blue strap. Uh, I don't love that. I liked the title on the black strap thing, but that's my theory. And then you could have this interesting back and forth while Daniel Bryan still has a sustainable title because he he recycled it. He didn't throw it in the trash. He went and got this one back because it's it's still got use. And so it's like, no, no, no. No, this is the real title. This is the one it should be. And Kofi's like, no, nah, I don't think so. I like this one here. Or the sustainable title gets like repainted and has new day stickers on it and, and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> either one of those I would be fine with. I think, um, I think Kofi's probably going to win here because I think, um, there's a good chance that the other title match is going to see the champion retained. So I think Kofi will win here. Yeah. I think a lot of people would be, they'd be okay with that. Uh, and I've, I think I've voiced this before. Like I voiced at least like amongst us, like off, uh, the podcast, but they have, well, I don't know if it's still on, but allegedly they were supposed to have the next Saudi Arabia show in, uh, in early May, I think, Mm -hmm. um, that could have changed, but if that does happen, uh, they could easily have. Well, I, I forget. Were the new day? Did they have an issue with the Saudi Arabia? No, it's only Sammy. Attend Z- those shows. It's only yeah. Sammy Zayn that I think has um, not been allowed to go. Well, Daniel Bryan for sure. Yeah. Sammy yeah. and 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 Bryan didn't go. Yeah. So if Bryan has an issue already with going, so an easy workaround to that is you have Kofi like you have the feel good moment. Kofi wins the title here. And if if their long term plans are more like Daniel Bryan is the heel champion for a little bit, and you know have him lose to someone down the road, uh, they could easily have Kofi like win the title, uh, keep it for like a month or so, 
Uh, if they have that May uh, Saudi Arabia show, they could have him defend the title uh, at that show, since Daniel Bryan will be participating in that anyway. And then you could have him lose it back at, at uh, Money in the Bank, which I think is the next one. Uh, and if the, if the Saudi Arabia show is not on, they could still just have him win the title and lose it. Yeah. Uh, in a month or so, like, but yeah, I think that would be an awesome feel-good moment if they have him actually win, because people, that's that's what it's clearly what people want, and it would be a really nice moment. And I think, I think, um, I think the, I think in this case, it's one of those rare circumstances. It's like when Lex Luger beat Hogan on Nitro. Like the fact that he lost it back like a week later, really, in the grand scheme of things, didn't matter because that moment was so good. So. I think yeah. I think this is kind of like that where if he gets his mania moment, um, he doesn't really have to hold the belt that long. I think even if he lost it back like a couple weeks later, it wouldn't be that yeah. big a deal. I think that's a that's a good statement. Okay, um, so this next match. How many ambulances uh, will be needed for the next match? I don't know. Um, the next match is the. It's the um, women's tag match, which is Bailey and Sasha versus... God, seriously, is that the name they're going with? The Divas of Doom for Beth Phoenix and Natalia? Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, oh God. Um, the Iconics versus Naya and Tamina. I'm pretty sure an Iconic is going to die in this match. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There is so much. Hey, Nia's itching. Like, she hasn't hurt someone in like weeks. That's that. <laughs> There's a, there needs to be. We need a counter for for so many days since someone's been hurt in a Nia match. I mean, I think <laughs> like in like in factories and stuff. <laughs> that's gonna be at zero a lot. Um. That's that's like my favorite site that used to be did DC do something stupid today? Oh. <laughs> um looking at this match. Um what okay, I'm going to I'm going to start with Matt. Matt, what do you think will happen but what would you like to see happen? Uh I would like to see Bailey and Sasha retain. Uh they've been kind of pushing the Divas of Doom. And on TV the last couple weeks, so I think they're going to get a lot of screen time. They're going to get a lot of like, they're kind of, they're definitely going to like be pushing them. Um, Natalia's just the, so boring. Like I like Beth Phoenix, and she's actually looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, Natalia's just so boring. What I can, what I could see happening. Uh, is I could see Bailey and Sasha retain, uh, but that the Divas of Doom are kept uh, strong enough that maybe at the next pay per view you get a you get a tag team match between the the two of them, to those two teams, uh, which I would actually be okay with. So maybe that's what I actually want to see happen. Like I don't care about the Iconics. No offense. Uh, I don't like Nia and Tamina, but. I don't know. I hope we can, we'll just have to hope for no injuries with those two involved. Um, in looking at this, I have in in my head. I kind of have a coin flip because there's 
what I, what do I want to see happen? I want to see Bailey and Sasha retain because I think what they've been doing and they work they can work so well with. I'm convinced they can work so well with pretty much any two women on the roster. Um, so you can have this big run with them that kind of builds up the these tag titles and and prestige and stuff. Um, so, but what do I think is really going to happen? It's going to be a 50-50 shot between they retain or the Iconics steal it. Now, if the Iconics steal it, the Iconics character work actually kind of amuses me quite a bit. Um, I'm, I'm really tickled by um, what they do, how they do it, that sort of stuff. Like, the stuff they did at the, Elim- the Elimination Chamber match was spot on as far as for, 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 for who they are and what they do and that sort of stuff. I enjoyed that. Um, but you know, the, the divas of doom, they've been getting a lot of airtime, but it just, it, this kind of seems to me like a, um, a mania gimmick return, you know, the, ah, Beth, do you want to, you want, you want to come back and come back and get a uh, mania payday? And then Nia and Tamina, you got to have someone for everybody else to beat up on in a big match like this. So, I don't that I I think the iconic boss and hug connection name, but up with anything better. On the card, this was one of those recent throw together things: Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Matt, what do you think? What's your floor and what's your ceiling on this? What's what are we looking at here? What do you think? Uh, are, are in terms of like quality or? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think technically it'll be a good match. Um, I, I'm not invested in this match at all. It's clearly just a match. It, it's thrown on there so that Roman could be on WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. I don't know like why. That's... I don't know why they just didn't do um, Reigns and Ambrose. Honestly. Well, I mean, Reigns and Ambrose had their 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 reconciliation, I guess. Is so. Ambrose even on this card? No. no, he's not advertised. We, mm. we we might see him do something, but he's not booked on any 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 of the matches I'm aware of. So, um, I think this will be good, but forgettable is kind of what I'm thinking it'll be. Okay. Yeah. This match seems to me like a uh, the finishers for these two guys to me kind of mirror each other because if 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 you give them enough space to do it, it looks really good. But we haven't been getting that a lot, you know. Roman, I, I remember many times his spear was there was no run up to it. He just kind of was like, oh, I hit you in the stomach with my shoulder that's my finish i guess and then drew mcintyre his like if he gets a big run and go that claymore looks good but it's a front drop kick to the face and there have been times when he's just done it without any kind of running lead up and ah, it takes me out of it um yeah i i i can i can agree with that I'm also not a big fan of. Uh, I know they're pushing him as a heel, but Drew McIntyre as the Scottish psychopath. Hmm. That name is way too long. 
Like that's it's, that's too many syllables. It's like the it, it, it's it's like one of those cringy like UFC nicknames. It sounds like a early to mid two thousands efed name. Is that's what a, it sounds like to me. Yeah, that's that's actually a perfect um, description of it. So, I don't know what what else could you you could call him the Mad Scott instead, and uh, that's far easier to fit on a T-shirt. But I don't know uh, this this match is is here, um, and and Brad, it's like you said, what this was this was what put together what the Monday before. Yeah. All right. Um, next match we have on our list. Intercontinental Championship match, Bobby Lashley versus not Finn Balor, but they have said in advance it will be against the Demon. I, I kind of wish they hadn't done that. I would have rather it just been a surprise. That's that was like half the fun of the Demon is. Um... You never know if he's when he's going to show up. Yeah. Well, I, with with one except with the exception of of Bray intentionally like getting Balor to do it but that was the point so that was that was the point of the feud so I had uh, rather purged that feud I purged I purged everything after that match I don't understand why he didn't do the demon for a Royal Rumble but whatever because the demon doesn't lose (laughs) I feel like I've seen this match 8,000 times in regards to Lashley and Finn Balor. Yeah, they've they. Well, I mean, they did it at the Rumble. Not exactly, but really, honestly, yeah. Now, because um, I haven't seen a lot of the TV lately, so are um, are Bobby and Leo together or like broken up? Because that was like they were kind of waffling on that a couple weeks ago. Uh, I don't know. It's I know they've they've they've. Hang on, let me see if there's a note about the build here that I can look at. Might be a little uh, far down. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Uh, yeah, I'm just. It's just kind of. Hmm. Let's see. Okay, that was an elimination chamber, not Rumble. I'm sorry, I was wrong about that. Uh, Balor was going to face them in a handicap match, but Rush was not cleared. Mahal teamed with Lashley. Balor defeated Lashley and Mahal to earn a match against Lashley. So we don't have any background about Rush being like separated from uh, from Lashley at this point, which I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I think that that's probably for the best. Lashley having him as a mouthpiece is good, but I don't know the 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 fact that that Balor has the fact that Balor beat Lashley and Rush beat Lashley and Mahal, and now he's busting out the demon. It's this is this is Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor in a foregone conclusion match, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, um, so next, (laughs) (laughs) Matt, do you have anything to add to that? No, I I mean, I hope Balor wins actually, because 
I really think they should be doing a lot more with them and uh, kind of don't care about Bobby Lashley. No offense, but... I like Lashley as a champion with Rush, but, like, they just... It's such a product of where they're at that they can't figure anything out with him, like, that makes him interesting. They, they, it seems like they're not willing to, to commit, which has been kind of a, kind of a recurring theme for a while. Uh, the next match on the card is going to be Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. Uh, title. Uh, Brad, why don't you lead us off on this one? Um, they had like a four-way at Fastlane, like with a couple guys in this, didn't they? Yeah, Andrade and um, oh, now I'm blanking on the other guy. Yeah, I am too. I was Dang on it. Now, now, now I gotta go look. Uh, it was uh, was it our truth? Yes, yeah, it was so our truth. Yes, yeah. thank you, thank you um, for filling in the the mental gap. I expect John this, Cena's biggest fan. I expect this to be one of the better matches on the show, and I expect to enjoy this immensely, but. I don't really feel like there's stakes or a storyline here. So, again, it's going to kind of just be an empty good match. I think that this is... Uh, I'm sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Uh, oh, wow. I, I barely even opened my mouth <laughs> to make a comment. Uh, you have really good hearing. Um, I, I real also realized that my thoughts weren't exactly in order yet, so please go ahead. Okay. Uh, so the rumor is that Ray is hurt, that he injured himself or was injured uh, in his match with Baron Corbin yesterday on Raw. So, oh my god, uh, I don't know if this match is happening. Uh, I'm gonna throw out there if it if it can't happen because Ray's hurt, I would actually like to see uh, Joe versus Andrade, but or or actually uh, they could also actually do. Joe versus Ali, which is apparently a match that's happening on SmackDown. Like that I would, would have been my pick would have been Joe mm. and Ali. Yeah, I would do either. I would actually be fine with either one of those. Yeah, who's else? I would also be fine with. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anyone else out there. <laughs> I mean, they they already the did. Options. They did Joe Truth. That's how Joe got the title. But I don't know it. Okay, uh, on one hand, I'm thrilled to see Joe finally carrying a title in this company because, for me, like he hadn't had that up to this point, and it kind of gives him more of an air of credibility. What do I? What do I expect? These guys could have what's as a very, very fitting Mania undercard match. It's a match that doesn't have a whole lot of build to it, but is very good with two guys who are going out there to really to really work hard and put on something good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Barring Ray being hurt. You know, obviously, that, that's... That's going to suck if he's hurt. Yeah, because, I mean, what do you do at that point? Well, I don't. Joe, Joe and the Andre the Giant Memorial, I guess. I don't know. Uh, well, 
I wouldn't do that if it was me. Um, if it was me doing it, then I would have had. We have, you know, here comes the next match, and Ray's music hits, and Ray comes out, and Joe just comes out and just just runs him over. And so I, I think Joe would be safe enough in in doing something like in the middle of the stage on the way down to do something that would quote unquote put Ray out of the match. They could put and John he could, Cena here. Yeah, that that's kind of what I was building towards. Is he he does something to flatten Ray, and then um, and he walks down to the ring and he's like, okay, so you know, looks like I get the night off for mania because that sounds like a very joe thing to say and then you know here comes our truth and joe's like no 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 no. you got your rematch you don't get that and our truth's like no you don't understand i ain't doing that i'm here to introduce my hero and then you could have joe and cena have this (laughs) you could have joe and cena have this excellent match which i would still have joe walk away from as the winner but that way, you know, Ray's still on the card, so he's still getting his payday, right? Truth gets to continue doing this. Truth at ringside cheering John Cena on doing his shtick would be hilarious. And we get a good match out of it. That would be my backup plan. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good I think that's a good way to go with it. I mean or you can put anybody else in there and that would be fine. If Truth went down to have a match with him and Joe wins and then Joe starts beating up on Truth for 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 bothering him with this, you could have Cena show up to save our Truth. And then you continue you can continue the gag cuz our Truth doing John John Cena stuff is one of the funniest things in the world to me. I I can't even tell you why. It may just be that that our Truth is a very funny man. So I have a question for you, Shad. Uh-huh. Do you think anyone but Braun Strowman is going to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Um, uh, I think he will. I, I, don't, I just don't know who's in it. Other than, uh, I guess, the two guys from Saturday Night Live. It's like, it's like a million Raw guys and like five SmackDown guys. Yeah... Let's see. It's really no. It's... I, I I don't. I think it'll be. I think it'll be Braun. You know, the frustrating part is I don't think Braun needs it. You know. Uh, you know how you judge the quality of like what they're doing. If no way Jose's in it, it's bad. You know, I enjoy the no way Jose gimmick. Um, I just mean you're really like digging into the dregs of your roster though. When a guy that's barely ever on raw is in yeah it's 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 unfortunate um now if i mean if if he was in the battle royal great i'm fine with that that's excellent but what do we you know what 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 do we gain out of it i don't know uh it's it's a funny spot it's nice to have someone who does a comedy thing and so it doesn't hurt if they get beat up. They get to go out there. People get to cheer for them. They get to have some fun. And then if they get beat up, then that doesn't really affect their heat. Is you know, um, and eventually you can do silly things with a conga line. 
you just make sure you actually have a batch of workers in there and then you have someone run and it clotheslines Jose and then the next person comes up and you clothesline them and you clothesline them and you clothesline them until finally they get so tired their arm quits working and they start clotheslining with the other arm and people just keep – you could do something silly like that. Yeah. But this – Braun I don't think needs it. But he does. He shouldn't need it, but he does. I feel like I feel like this is a weak field of people in this versus other years where it feels like you've got a good mix of different guys. Whereas this year it feels like it's just the fill-ins of what they didn't know what to do with. It's it's fodder for Braun Strowman to, yeah. to throw out. Well, I don't see him anywhere else on the card, so um, we might see Cesaro throw him out. Uh, I, I'm imagining there's going to be some. <laughs> I'm imagining there's going to be some giant thing with like the Usos, the Bar, the Revival, and New Day. I I hope so, because um, it's it's a it is a crying shame to not have those guys on the show. That's almost as big a shame as not having Epico on the show. Yeah. So then, um, <laughs> this is actually the next one's actually. They've actually built this one up a lot better than um, some of the other ones. The fact that this is, well, this is one of the slower burns for the show. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton in a match. Uh, (laughs) You know what? I imagine this is going to be good, but like, I know we've talked about it on the podcast probably ad nauseum, but I don't think any of us are really Randy Orton fans. I, you know what? I don't think any of us are. And um, so we've got, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an AJ fan. Um, AJ Styles is my wife's favorite wrestler. Um, we've got, uh, we've got a match that'll, it'll probably be fine. I think, uh, I think Orton will rise to the occasion for this because um, it's somewhat different that he's, taking on you think so i think so i mean orton can be good when he's motivated and i'm imagining styles would be someone he would want to work with mm-hmm. i'm in this place with I, I imagine orton's probably he's starting to run down because i don't know that the guy's got that much mileage left on him um styles is is still going and you know he's been hot lately so what do I think will happen? Coin flip. What do I hope will happen? AJ comes up with a really cool way to, to counter an RKO. Like Orton goes through this this clever RKO spot, and AJ counters it, and we get something cool out of it. But um, I, I have, don't know. This this seems like the typical they'll put Randy Orton over kind of match. Uh, yeah, yeah, potentially, potentially. So. The um, the next match on the card is actually the long burn feud. Um, this is this is the one that goes way back. Uh, Brad, can you uh, can you give us the 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 history on this? So this goes back to um, does this go back to the Saudi show or is this um, even before that? You there, Shad?
Hello. Sorry about that. I clicked the mic mute by mistake. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say this goes th this goes back to the the last Saudi shirt. Does it get, does it predate that a bit? That's that's where it comes because that was the uh, the best in the world. Yeah, and World Cup thing. Shane was a substitute for. I don't remember who he was for, a substitute for. He was a sub for Miz. Okay. Yeah. So then, this has been this weird kind of convoluted... Originally, Shane was supposed to go heel. Mm -hmm. And they backed off on that. And then mm -hmm. they won the tag titles at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And they lost them to the bar. Um, no, they won the tag titles from the bar, lost them to the Usos. Okay. So then they, did Shane turn on him at, fa Shane turned on him at Fastlane after they failed yeah. to recapture them in yep. front of the Miz's dad. So this, this is, um, the Miz is a face trying to get back at Shane McMahon. Right. Um, so we're, we're in this weird spot where. I mean, it's it's interesting that we have a a false count anywhere match where the Miz is the face. Yeah. I so, so my problem with this is I'm not a Miz guy to begin with. Um, but Shane McMahon is on that list of people that I never want to see wrestle again. And um, it's unnecessary. Um. And and the the other thing that bothers me about this, and it has for a while, is Shane has. Whenever Shane started doing the Van Terminator, and the, yeah, yeah, I know he calls it the Coast to Coast, but it's the Van Terminator to me. Um, he's been he's been taking spots from from other guys. I, I know, you know, you got to have something to do in the ring, but that. I don't know. It just seems um, it seems like that could benefit somebody else on the roster more. And uh, how are we gonna? You know, they're gonna have a false count anywhere match, which Shane has historically almost died in a few times. Uh, am I gonna be able to to buy Miz as being vicious enough to to make to almost kill Shane to keep him down? I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. False, Miz has surprised me before. It doesn't really play the Miz's strengths, though. Yeah, no, that that's true. It doesn't. But I, um, I don't know. He surprised me before, so I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think it could happen. And do I think it? I don't do I think it will. Probably not, but it could. And Shane's gonna like turn bright red and look like he's gonna have a heart attack. It's just gonna not be fun. Oh, uh, he needs a uh, he needs some sort of medication for that blood pressure. He seriously does. He he does look ill when he does the matches now. Um, I actually feel like this match could potentially be like kind of tame slash lame. Like I don't think they're gonna go crazy. Yeah. With the falls count anywhere steps. Like I mean, Shane will probably do one big spot that will be ridiculous. I guess you might get uh, you might get Shane diving off something. 30 yeah. feet and falling to his near death. Uh, that might be the finish, but that's probably, 
I, I kind of feel like it. Other than that, it's not going to be too too brutal. It's not going to be uh, shades of ECW in late nineties. No. So my question is, do you think they'll actually have Shane lose here because he should lose? But the question is, will he lose? This is a this is tricky because Shane just turned heel. But on the other hand, the writing staff loves Miz. And he's, you know, Miz has been working. He's been doing so much heavy lifting in order to make this feud compelling, like all the build and that sort of stuff. So, uh, I don't know. Um, I... What do I what do I hope will happen? I do hope Miz brings us home. Maybe he'll have a really cool um, skull crushing finale on the I don't know trash can or a stack of chairs or something. What do I think's going to happen? Um, uh, it's a coin flip. I don't know. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, Matt? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, it would make sense that. Miz would win, but I don't know. I really yeah. don't know where they're going with this. Yeah, it. I guess I guess this is one of those things where we're gonna have to um, we're gonna have to to see where it goes to see if it worked out. We we got to see the end game to figure out if this was a good move or not. Uh, the next match on the card is the Kurt Angle farewell match, uh, supposedly against Baron Corbin. There are rumblings about that not being the case, though. Uh, so, I don't know. There's the theory floating around out there that Kurt Angle might have a different opponent. I think, hasn't Melter pretty much said it's not Cena, though? But I, I don't know whether to believe that because they could intentionally be lying about that. The only thing I, I, I know about the Cena stuff is that, yes, he has a match, but no one's talking about what it is. So. I I, I, I want to believe it's not Corbin because no one wants to see Kurt Angle wrestle Baron Corbin. In his farewell? Yeah. Because I even think, <sighs> like, Shelton Benjamin would have been a better option. Shelton would have been an amazing option. Yeah, but I, the problem is, if 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 I hadn't have existed through like the last four years of WWE TV, I would say this is an obvious swerve. But the way they've behaved the last several years, there is a slight chance that they're going to go with the Corbin thing because they think like he'll get heat from this. What do you think, Matt? No one wants to see Corbin. Corbin to me, it's at this point, like it's it's like. Uh, have you guys seen Mean Girls? Yes. It's no, like, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's like the phrase like "stop trying to make fetch happen." Like stop trying <laughs> to make Corbin happen. Like we don't want Corbin. It's you know never going to be a thing, right? And what's funny yeah. is on earlier episodes of this podcast, Matt was the Baron Corbin apologist. I kind of was, um, it, it, but look, it, it's 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 long past the point where that's 
sustainable. Like he, it's just he's not. He's a he's contrib- he's Yeah, a- he's contri- and he. If anything, he's contributed to the decline of the ratings in Raw. So because they've given so much screen time to him, uh, I, I don't know. I, I at this point, it's it's long past. It, it's confusing to me why they're still trying to push him as a big could, deal. Could so. you imagine having this roster at your fingertips and giving Corbin like the push he's gotten? Honestly, like after like a, a at least a year ago when it wasn't working out, like given the roster the size they have, you would have just been like, well, okay, that didn't happen. So you would just push him down the card or maybe release him. But no, they're I like, we'll see it. ahead. Yeah, I mean. Th- I could see them doing the push to see if it works. Sure, the problem is we're in this spot where it 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 it, it didn't. So I mean, he 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 when they when they had Raw centered around him, they got the worst ratings in Raw history. Well, I guess I'm in this spot where I'm not sure if that is entirely Corbin's fault or if it is a like a mix of it's around Corbin and it's um, a if it's around Corbin and the writing was terrible. Yeah, but they've 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 totally depushed and never tried guys again for failing. Not even a fraction of that. Yeah, that that's that's also true. Um I agree. If if Corbin was in a mid card spot, he would be great for that. Yeah, that's um, where he belongs. It's, I mean, I appreciate the fact that they tried something with somebody new, but this just wasn't the one that this it just didn't take off. So, okay, so if 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 the rumors pan out and it's not Corbin, you know, Kurt Angle comes out and then dun, 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 and he's standing there in the ring. And Corbin goes to come out, and someone someone comes out, and I don't know, Nancy Kerrigan's him with a tire iron. Who who do you think would be the replacement? Ooh, Jeff Jarrett clobbers him with a guitar, and they. <laughs> wow, that would be a. Um... That'd be something of a callback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they yeah. have. They had really good matches in TNA. Would be. And Jared still looked. I mean, Jared still looked pretty confident when um, the couple times he's done stuff this year. That's true. Jared's Jared's punches still look really good too. I mean, I would rather be Cena, but if 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 we're if we're in a world where it's anyone to get rid of Corbin, uh, Jared would be an acceptable option to me. Okay. That's that's. I'm not. not not say a discreet that's an amusing choice i like that uh matt do you, who who do you think you would go with uh we were trying to talk about this before the podcast um i, I guess it's not going to be him but i i would actually like to see kurt angle and john cena just because uh john cena's like first televised match was uh at least first televised match that i think it was against kurt angle so it was there would be like a weird um, full circle thing. Yeah, it would have nice symmetry. Yeah, it would. But I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. But who knows? If if Cena's allegedly going to have a match on the show, like it probably would make sense to actually announce that since we're like less than a weekend. But 
Yeah. Um, the if it's not going to be Cena, I don't know. It you you would want okay because there's not a way that I think angles and. been really even though he was not an old it seems to me he's kind of operated that way so you know if, in a world where this is going to slingshot someone forward um i don't know uh who if if i was going to turn someone into a heel or or boost a heel, maybe this would be a good way to, to try and get some some to you could you could turn Bobby Roode and, and get some momentum back behind him. Cause then Gable would be like, What are you doing? You know, I, I just had this great thing with him a few weeks ago and now you're being like this and Gable's like, you know what, you're right, you're right, kick to the gut, big DDT or something like that. Um, that that would be my kind of tinfoil hat idea. Uh, but I guess we're just not going to know. Okay, the next match on my list is a match that somebody wants. He wants it. He really, really wants it. And so the response was, I'll tell you, I'll give you what you want, what you really, really want. After putting over an envelope, all that kind of Triple H versus Batista in a no holds barred match. This also has the stipulation: if Triple H loses, he must retire from in ring competition. Yeah, which pretty um, much to me that says, oh, you guys just took the suspense out of this because Triple H is going to win. Yeah, I had seen someone on Reddit make the observation that this would this match did not have a like no holds barred garbage brawl that could be entertaining to watch on it. I still maintain that because I don't think these two guys are, are going to be able to pull that sort of thing. Batista is not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize, you know, being in guardians of the galaxy three. It's not his doesn't play to his strengths either. No, it like it, it, it triple H has a history with it. But let's bear in mind, trip, a big part of Triple H's history with it was getting the crap beaten out of him by Cactus Jack and then pulling a win out of his butt. He was he was getting kicked around for a lot of these no-holds-barred things. I liked some of the stuff Batista did here. I thought Triple H kind of bombed his end of the feud, but I, I just, I don't care. Triple H is the guy that Batista wanted to work with. Uh, from from my understanding, so that's that's how we got it. This is um, the this is the annual Triple H Mania match that no one gives a crap about. That's gonna get like twenty minutes, and he's probably gonna win. And and normally that doesn't bother me. I mean, it's not like it's not like Batista's coming back for an extended run or anything. Um. So what are you know? The the time it it, it it bothered me with Sting, but uh, with this one, eh, whatever. Remember that? Ooh. Remember that Rollins match that they 
built to forever and no one wanted to see it. Oh yeah, the crowd was quiet with with Rollins comes out with a torch and like sets something on fire so it's the whole burn it down thing and then Triple H and his 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 weekend biker gang shows up but in in this biker thing Triple H is driving a power trike. <laughs> oh man, that just awful. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I get the idea that you're going for. You know, Rollins is going for the the, the 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 fight the authority, fight the power thing. Okay, fine. Symbolism, burn it down. Okay, fine. The fire effect didn't do much for me. Oh, I get it, right? But if you're going to have Triple H do like the, oh, you know, on the authority, the badass biker thing, first of all, those those two things don't go together. But then second... It just seems to me that he ought to have a bike. Right? Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Matt? What do you think? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I'm not really excited for this match. To be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, it, you, you. Everything that you guys have said is going to be accurate. It's going to be like 20 minutes. It's going to be more like Triple H jerking off basically in a match <laughs> like i'm it's just it's it's gonna be every like mania triple h match you've seen before it'll be not necessarily overbooked but kind of like overproduced if that makes sense yeah um i'm sure it'll be fine enough uh i'm sure you'll get like a interesting mania moment or something from that i'm sure he'll win because his you know his retirement is uh on the line so yeah uh, and then I'm sure afterwards you'll get like uh, Batista raising his hand or them hugging or something to show that they're cool. Yeah, yeah they'll shake hands after after Batista beats up you know beat up Triple, yeah. Triple H's hero in order to get his attention. The only so, the only thing that would get me into this is if um, Batista paints himself green as hmm. the Hulk. Is Drax? But Drax is blue. Is, uh, I'm thinking of comic book Drax. Oh, Drax is kind of like grayish, but... I'm thinking of comic book Drax, my apologies. Blue gray, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Triple H versus Drax the Destroyer could be amazingly entertaining. <laughs> like, the it even the build to it could be really funny. Triple H... Triple H trying to speak in all these innuendos and, 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 and double speak and stuff, and, and Drax just kind of giving him this look like, what... What do you? I, I'm not. You, you know, the sad thing is they don't have the balls to actually do that, and I think it would actually be good. Well, and getting the rights from from the mouse to do that, so. Oh yes. Yeah. Um. Well, they have next that contract match. with Fox, so I mean. Yeah, but Fox sold its stuff off. The mouse owns it all now. That's what I'm saying. Though they're they're on Fox, so the mouse might agree to it since oh. they practically own the WWE now. Well, tell you what, Vince, I'll take it under consideration. God damn it, Shad, I'm going to have to go watch that episode of South Park now. <laughs> oh, what's this about not wearing the purity rigs? <laughs> okay, the next match on the card is Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese for the Cruiserweight title. I'm not a Tony <sighs> Nese guy, but Buddy Murphy's been pretty much a can't-miss pay-per-view guy, so I'm sure this will be good. This will be another one of those, as all the 205 Cruiserweight matches are, this will be a technically good match that no one's going to care about. 
And they're going to shut this on the pre-show, so... Yeah. I don't know it's why it's so high thing. on the... On the Wikipedia yeah, thing. I would I actually even say this might be the first match on the show. First which, or second. Yeah, which means that the arena will be, like, one-fourth full. Yeah. When they start... If it opened the show, people would pop for it because it'd be the first thing. But I don't know. I'm I not... could see them putting this after Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. We were going to go ahead and we were going to talk about um, the Universal title match, the Lesnar-Rollins. Um, look, I've I've kind of been off the Universal title for a while now because it's just been so absent. And I... I you know, whenever they stuff they do to build up the prestige of a title, this has been like the opposite of that for me. I just I don't. It's a I'm cursed not, title belt. So, um, Matt, I know I know you had a few thoughts you wanted to express about the Universal Championship. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, my, I, I don't know what they're doing with this. I'm I'm so over Brock as champion. I like Brock, but I'm tired of having someone who only shows up every like third, uh, every three months for pay per view to defend it. Uh, uh, but I don't have any confidence that they're actually going to put the title on Seth. I think what they're going to do is it'll be a match. It'll probably be a fairly good match. Uh, but Brock will retain because they are. I, I really do feel they're going to do Brock and Roman again and have Roman beat him again well, um, for the title. Honestly, though, if if they keep it on, I feel I feel like if, if Lesnar wins here, the fans are going to immediately turn on Roman. Like, almost immediately if they get win, that they're going to get stuck with reigns and lesnar again i think that's a real possibility and you could clearly see it like with this crowd because mania crowds usually are are like diehard so they are a little more uh a little more vocal but i don't know the wwe sees it that way i think they probably think oh well you know not to be cynical about it but (laughs) well roman roman came back from cancer he's like riding high people are into him now um i think i think they're mistaking uh compassion like genuine mm. compassion versus mm-hmm. people really being sold on roman um but that not to like not to really like uh, undercut that like because i think people are maybe the in a weird way people are willing to give roman uh another chance but again like we've said it on this podcast before if they continue to book him the way they have mm-hmm. yeah then it's it's gonna fall apart. It's just a matter of when. And I think you're right. If they, if it, it just seems like it's back. I mean, look, we've already cut. To me, in my opinion, because I'm kind of like a little cynical about this myself. I think we've already reached that point. Like they, when it was unclear that Roman was going to be coming back anytime soon, and ratings started to really take a nosedive. We had the whole thing around like what a couple months back, where the McMahon showed up, and it's like we're gonna we're gonna listen to you, the fans. We're gonna change things, and then that hasn't happened. And basically, as soon as Roman came back, that all if there was a script to that, it literally got thrown in the trash that day. So yeah, and I, I kind of feel like they're I feel like even the way they've used Roman to this point, like the fans are already starting to get on that. They're already starting to turn on him slowly. Mm. 
it's it feels like they they because the thing is he's not bulletproof like i think like every most people can separate like the human being from the role on tv they don't like and i think they're mistaken if they think that people can't do that and like i said i think if if rollins loses here it'll be they'll have turned on roman by the start of may because they're gonna they're gonna know where it's gonna go yeah, and to to burn the kind of goodwill they could have, right? That's because I mean, yeah, there was a goodwill for the return, and then they did the uh, the uh, the shield reunion, all that kind of stuff. There's there's a lot that they could have done, and yet I don't I don't think they're they're gonna. Um, it's I'm not I don't think they've learned from the past is I guess I'm I'm trying to agree with you guys using more different words. Um I'm honestly gonna kind of say that that my my hope I, I want Seth to take this so that we can have a um have a, a different um you know, we can have something different. We don't have this absentia champion thing. But, I don't know. Again, it's coin flip for me. Okay. So, now, we're going to get to the real main event. <laughs> the big event. The thing that's got the build to it. <clears throat> Ronda Rousey, the Raw Women's Champion, versus Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion, versus Becky Lynch. Winner takes all titles. Um, Matt, you know what? I'm I'm going to let you lead off on this because you have, I, th- I believe, you've been our most outspoken proponent. I. It's really kind of sad how excited I was for at least the theory of this match um, months back, weeks back, uh, and how much I've just kind of, I, I just kind of want it over with, to be honest with you. <laughs> it, it's a match. I'm sitting yeah, go here ahead. nodding my head when you're saying that. It's it's something that was, uh, look. It was can't miss. And, yeah, it's it's something that in, in terms of how they, should have done the storyline it was so easy like it was a layup basically on how to book this you just obviously it's you have becky as uh kind of like an upstart she had rightfully won the championship so she had like issues with charlotte because charlotte kind of stole her thunder a while back when she was the champion and then you know there was controversy with her and ronda etc you clearly have established that becky and ronda don't like each other that they're in a competition to be the the best um, I didn't really like adding Charlotte, but there was a lot of commentary about how, like, well, no, it actually makes sense because Ronda may be leaving the company for a while. Uh, so you want to position your two, uh, what you, who are you going to present as, like, your two biggest women uh, as the face of the company. So it makes sense to add Charlotte. Like, okay, like, uh, fine. You want to have a three-way, fine. But they somehow managed to screw it up even further. And it's such a mess. 
Like just we we talked about on the podcast before, like how they were booking Becky, where it's like she's she's the one everyone is behind, at least like the fans. Like she's the one they want to see in the match. They want to see her prevail, which I imagine she still will in theory. Uh, but you're having her be like walking out with a crutch. Oh, and she's got another injury, which apparently that's all like they dropped that in like the last two three weeks. They that's dropped fine. that. Yeah, she dropped that the night after Fastlane. She came out on stage and then pitched the crutch. And I'm like, yeah, what? It, it's it, it makes no sense. And and now now they've caught. Well, then they had Charlotte uh, like a week ago beat Oscar for the championship. Uh, which initially the rumor was that this was because uh, Becky would maybe win the the Raw title, so you'd have Becky and Charlotte and. Uh, Sasha and Bailey come out at the end. It'd be like this nice moment where all the all the women who are the the four horsewomen of the the WWE, the the four women who kind of had built up this modern incarnation of the women's division, come out and they're all having titles. Be a nice moment. Apparently, that's not what this was for. This is just to all like to add to this winner take all triple threat. I guess where they're unifying the titles, which uh, I guess I don't care about because. I don't feel they're really doing a lot with this the SmackDown women's title. So I don't know that they're unifying them. I think it, I haven't seen anything that says Are they? unifying. They should unify them, honestly. I haven't seen them anything say that they're unifying them. I've just seen that that the winner takes both of them. Ugh. Let's see. They should unify them because when you give both of them the titles, then you're stuck trying to figure out how to get one off of off of whoever wins. Right. So. So it's. A, it, I don't know. It, it's just become. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, oh. My fine. My, my. I guess my last thought on this. It's just become like this completely overbooked mess. And I'm sure the match will be good. It'll be interesting. But I, I. I just want it to be over with so they can move on to something else. It's kind of interesting that. I mean. That. Their end game with Ronda is actually where they finally took her down from being like super over. Um, like I, I can't believe I'm I'm surprised that she survived as much as she did, and this is kind of finally what like caught up with her. Yeah, the thing that uh, I don't know to me. It seems pretty apparent Becky's going to win. Like, that's the right thing to do. She's she's the one that's really over. She's the one that's been carrying this whole feud. Like, Ronda's been desperately trying to keep up. And Charlotte's been adding pot shots here and there. But they've been desperately... The thing that bugs me is... This is the most complicated way they could have done it. And it, it, it was so easy to do. You'd just be like... Hey, you know, Becky, you... Uh, you do this thing like Becky was like, uh, you're hurt, and they're like, well, then we're gonna, we're gonna do this, and we're gonna, if if you have to make it through the 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 triple threat, then you have, um, you have this this contendership bout, and and Charlotte wins, and then Becky gets cleared, and she's like, by the way, I won the rumble, I'm in. There you go. That's all you have to do. And then you know, on Raw, they had the the three of them brawl around the Keystone Cops, I guess. But you could have done similar things to that, you know, the the three of them messing with each other and that sort of stuff uh, in the build. So it it wouldn't have been hard. 
but that's that's not what we got. My other takeaway from this is they really should have hired Rhonda, a writer, for her Twitter account because when they interact on Twitter, it's obvious that um, she's out of her depth with Becky as far as trading barbs. Becky has been just on fire with like, her social media stuff. That, that Photoshop she had made of like Paul Heyman and Rhonda where it's like I do whatever they tell me and then it's Rhonda saying I do whatever they tell me had <laughs> me laughing for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, look, it's it, it's Matt said it. It was can't miss proposition and yet and they missed. Well, no, they got there. They just found a way to do it. It's wrong. It's not. It's not as over as it should be, though. Mm-mm. No, it's. Because I feel like I feel like there's more interest in Kofi now than there is in Becky. Uh a little bit, yeah. Maybe a little bit. Um, well, we also have to bear in mind that. Because Becky was decided to challenge Rhonda, who's on Raw, we had to move this whole thing over to Raw, where everything is honestly just worse. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> and so, it, Big E even said it on his Twitter: "SmackDown is the is the mouthwash after the turd that is Raw." Unless this tweet will get me in trouble, in which case I was hacked. <laughs> Big Biggie is a national treasure. Um, so, so Matt, you're you're going to this show. Mm-hmm. So, what time are you supposed to be in the building? I think it's. I think the pre-show, all of that stuff, starts at five. Oh, and you're going to like midnight. Uh, I, it's allegedly supposed to be seven thirty. Uh, not seven thirty. Eleven thirty. Because it's supposed to be seven and a half hours, but I could see it going to midnight. Don't they realize, like, people have to work on Monday? Well, I'm not, but uh, <laughs> well, I, feel, I feel very bad for my wife because she's uh, she's not the biggest wrestling fan, and she agreed to go to WrestleMania. And um, they hit you with, like, the seven and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, and then she's, yeah, she, she's going to be there for, uh, as a captive audience for eight hours. So take, I, take I told her that. I told her, I told her that yesterday, and she made a face which i can only describe as like something between abject horror and uh just disgust so because it would (laughs) my my wife i'm sorry my wife is willing to sit through wrestling and stuff and she'll watch pay-per-views with me but i think if if i was in your shoes i probably would have told her like we're probably looking at like five and a half hours maybe six at the worst and she would have been prepared for that but then you smack them with like another hour and a half like Oh, like you're 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 signing up for like a shift of your job. Good luck. Yeah, well, in in fairness, like uh, that's what I actually would have thought it was, like because I think uh, even last year it was about six hours, which is a long time, but it, it did not. It, it wasn't as long, and I I was kind of stunned that this is what they pulled. But I mean, I don't, I I bought these tickets like months ago, so I, it's not as if I predicted yeah. that this is what they were gonna but- do, but. The audience yeah. always dies for these, though. Like, you get to the end, and the audience doesn't care anymore because they're just tired. How yeah. can you? Eight hours? Like, anything for eight hours, you're going to get fatigued. Yeah. yeah. 
And again, it's not as if you can just like, oh, I'm going to go take a break for an hour. I'm going to go do something else. It's like if you do that, you're going to miss like two, three matches. Yeah, as soon as you do that, then like the match you want to see is going to happen. You have to like rush back to your seat. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I feel like uh, looking at the card. I I think, which by the way, like they've they've added while we're having the podcast, they've added a fifteenth. They've added a fifteenth match. It's the it's a four way for the SmackDown tag. I, I was titles. expecting that. Okay, so so let's Usos, assume that that's bar. Uh, uh, Black and Ricochet, and... yeah, and Nakamura then uh, Rusev. yeah, Nakamura Rusev. Okay, um, so let's assume that's going to be on the pre. So let's say the pre-show obviously is between like five and seven. So I think that could be on there. The women's battle royal. Let's say the cruiserweight match. They updated uh, this, and according to this, both battle royals and the cruiserweight are pre-show. Okay. So there's that, and then let's also let's also say that the SmackDown tag will be there. So that's four matches. Like, uh, you still have eleven matches to go through, and it's like my wife and I could get to the building and just like putz around, like go buy merch or do something to kind of liven it up. Like she's she's still gonna be there for like five hours, close to. We've we've talked about and this. that's still a lot. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, but like when you hit about like that. Like between hour three and four, like I'm starting to think more about like, wow, this chair really hurts my back. Wow, my butt hurts. Like, I want to go home. And you stop like paying attention to the matches, and you just start like thinking like, how many matches do I have left? Like looking at the program, like, okay, like this match should be this. You know what I mean? Like you start doing those calculations, and you stop like reacting to stuff because. All you're thinking about is you're uncomfortable and you want to leave. That that's I'm gonna be honest with you. That's why I have a fire stick and a recliner. That's that's how I'm gonna be watching this. Um, listen, my my wife is a wonderful woman. She is supportive. The only way that she sits through an entire wrestling show live is if I'm on it. And now that that is over and done with, she does not sit through an entire wrestling show live. Um, so, uh, you know, that's, if, if you're going to have something, something big like that, then like I said, take a, take a blanket and a pillow so that she can, she can crash out if she wants to. Yeah. I mean, the problem is that it's not actually, it's in Jersey and like the hotel we're staying at, it's in New York. So it's not as if she could even be like. I'm gonna go. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a trek back, so I don't know. Just buy her. Go find out wherever the bar is and start buying her double shots in the first hour and hope she's blitzed by hour three and doesn't mm-hmm. remember anything. Might you might hear lots of woo. I woo. <laughs> I couldn't. I Sorry. Could, I couldn't imagine like I've I've gone to like the ballet and stuff with my wife. I would not go if it was seven and a half hours. If my wife wanted me to, uh, I would. Um, I, I cannot, I cannot say that I would not if she really wanted me to. Look, if you if you go to a Broadway play, since mm-hmm. we're talking about New York City, if you go to a Broadway play that's like three hours, like they give you an intermission in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let alone like eight. Well, they give you like. They give you intermissions on like the three and a half hour house shows. 
Yeah. <laughs> we forgot. Who's well, who's going to be the 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 musical act nobody wants to see that does a set in the middle of the show? Uh, oh, I don't. Has that? Do they announced? even have that? I don't know. I don't it's, know, but two things you have to remember is that, of course, like they'll always bring out for like a, a five or ten minutes the uh, the Hall of Fame class. So that'll that'll waste time. Oh, they're doing Joan Jett's going to play Ronda Rousey out. Yeah, that's uh, the kiss of death. For yeah. If someone gets a live entrance, they lose. That's just oh, yeah. it's oh, it's it's been announced that Elias is doing a musical performance. Oh, oh yeah, someone's someone's gonna screw with Elias. I wonder who's. I you well, know, it's, I was high, I like a lot. I was Go high ahead. on Elias in the past, but man, like his act's starting to get a little stale. Because they haven't done anything with him. Yeah, they like, they haven't allowed him to progress as anything. Like, yeah, I was looking at like their celebrity involvement section and wow they are scraping the bottom of the barrel this year hang on yeah what richard hatch from the first survivor or no they have yolanda adams is singing america the beautiful i don't even know who that is joan jett and the saturday night live guys are who they have as celebrity involvement so they've they've opted instead of having a celebrity entrant in the Royal Rumble, they're going to put them in the arm bar. Pretty much. Okay. Well, I. I I'm probably right. going to give this like I'm probably going to tune in at like eight and DVR through like the the fluff and hope I can get through this in like a couple hours because I'm not. I'm not putting my whole Sunday into this. Mm-hmm. I I probably will out of tradition, but. Um, the I'm going to be back and forth because I'm also going to be doing prep stuff, you know, for my kids for Monday and things like that. So I am looking forward to WrestleCon USA versus the World, though. I just pre-ordered that today. I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, convention stuff, so I'll be. I'll admit I'm a little I'm a little jealous, not being able to go to it, but uh, we'll. Uh, that's okay. I hope Matt has a really good time. Yeah, we'll we'll be grilling Matt next week on how his weekend yes. was. We'll probably yes. we're probably gonna focus a little more on on that than we will like actually probably going over <laughs> the results. Yeah, and he'll I'm just a, he'll just be waking up from getting home from it. Yeah, I'm gonna. We'll see if I can pull this off. I'm gonna see if I can uh, for kind of bonus content. I'm gonna try and see if I can record some audio. Uh, maybe from uh, some of the people who are at- attending with me. Um, yeah. Like uh, previous guest, Chris DiPetrillo. Uh, yeah. He's at Zach Malibu on Twitter. Like, uh, I might try and get him. Uh, he's going to some of the shows with me. I know uh, another one of our friends is going to go. I might try and get some uh, bonus audio where we're kind of just giving is our thoughts David about the shows. Going? Yeah, that's one of the people I'm I'm talking, who uh, I'll watch the shows with. And I'm kind of thinking maybe I'll try and get... Uh, like his take, Chris's take, uh, about the shows afterwards, just kind of give our thoughts. Uh, I don't know how long that'll be, if I can do it. It might be like 10 minutes, it could be an hour, who knows. Like We'll, we'll just kind of try and give our thoughts about what we saw and our opinions about the matches. So cool. Okay. Well, I think I think we've, uh, we've ridden this pony as far as it'll go. So um, all of you out there, 
do you think we're we're on point about mania? Do you think we're off base? We'd love to hear from you. Please hit us up on our social media. And um, well, this is Shad here with Matt and Brad. It's mania season, and uh, we'll see you after the big show. <laughs>